Welcome to the Tech Diva Success Podcast. This is a short weekly podcast that focuses on tools, processes, and best practices that truly fuel success for women in technology. We thank you for tuning in, and we hope you walk away with at least one best practice that will help you level up personally or professionally. What can you take action on that will make you 1% better? This show gives us space to grow that amazing potential you have inside of you by bringing you guests from all walks of life and allowing them to share their success secrets with you. I'm your host, Nicole Scheffler, and I consider myself a tech diva with over 15 years experience in a technology career. And I'm committed to sparking tech diva success with my collection of various books, podcasts, and projects, including our other podcast, the Diva Tech Talk podcast, which is all here to inspire you and is dedicated to women in technology. I know you're going to love it. So on with the show. Are you a leader? Are you trying to reach your full potential or helping other people reach theirs? Then I have to tell you about the Coaching Academy. The enrollment is going to open in September and it's an opportunity for you to become an ICF certified coach. But pairing with that, the most powerful and effective human development and performance techniques. This program helps leaders focus on building successful teams that are greater aligned, more agile, and more innovative. This is a -a one-of-a-kind training experience. You will not regret it. In fact, it is started by our guest that's on today, Corey Robertson. You can learn all about it at coreyrobertson.com. And I can't wait to hear about your experience in the Coaching Academy this September. So check it out. And of course, a big thanks to Corey Robertson for supporting our show and to the Coaching Academy for helping leaders reach their potential. Hello, Tech Divas. It is your Chief Tech Diva, Nicole Scheffler, and I am on fire again to bring another wonderful guest who is going to let you leave this podcast 1% better than how you came. Corey Robertson is joining us today. She is a professional certified coach and expert on organizational culture, engagement, and retention in the tech industry. Please, we're going to talk about retention for sure. (laughs) And she has a client list that includes many Fortune 100 companies. What she does is she helps technical leaders understand people management in engineering culture. Near and dear to my heart, being a technical leader myself at a Fortune 100 company, this is going to be a great conversation. She has a 20 plus a year career and has helped Hundreds of organizations develop high caliber leaders and expand rapidly without diluting culture, keeping true to themselves, which is a lot like when we talk about staying authentic. And she is the founder and CEO of the Coaching Academy for Leaders, which offers an ICF accredited program. So the academy that she runs is actually unique in proprietary methods to blend coaching competencies with leadership theory in a revolutionary way that helps individuals and teams achieve high results. So obviously amazing work. Happy to have you on the show, Corey. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. And like I said, we have a lot of things that we could talk about, but let's talk first about retention. Let's just get right to it, right? The pandemic has obviously caused many, many women in the workforce to leave. And for us, when we're working with such a small percentage of women in tech, 
we're starting to see them leave, which could set us back in pay equity, which could set us back in so many things. So can we lead off by talking about some things that both individuals or perhaps companies can do to help during the time of pandemic to reduce the number of women leaving corporate America in technical roles? I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, you know, that is such an important issue. And I'm so glad you're raising awareness around it. And I've seen it myself, a remarkable, uh, remarkable women on career track, you know, who also have little ones at home, and they cannot be on Zoom meetings for eight hours a day with, you know, the responsibilities of parenting on top of that. So it's, um, it's definitely a problem. And, you know, one of the the big topics that's coming through right now for me, and I'm getting asked about it a lot, and sidebar conversations is it's all around the notion of psychological safety in the era of pandemic. You know, the whole point around, am I safe at work? And we're talking about psychological safety in this case, right? And so employers, you know, across the band, and it's not just for women in tech, it's, it's for the entire global workforce, right? To help cultivate a sense of trust in your workforce, in your colleagues, in your workplace, so that you can feel psychologically safe and so that you can feel that you have, you know, the support of the organization for your mental well-being. You know, I mean, organizations have done so much for people's physical well-being, right? Sending everybody home, you know, for those work environments where people cannot work from home to make it as safe as possible, asking colleagues to you know, support each other and protect each other through social distancing and mask wearing and hand washing. So there's been a lot for physical safety. We also have to put a lot into psychological safety and trust. Now, when we have an environment where psychological safety exists, people can practice resilience, right? And resilience is when you can, you know that you're strong enough to handle what's happening. You know that you can endure difficult times and you'll come back, you know, better and stronger, even though you may have had a struggle along the way. You know, so it's a little bit about picking yourself up and dusting yourself off. Resilience means that you know that you are learning, that you're getting stronger and that you can take the learnings and apply them into the future. So a person can't really practice resilience, you know, and, and gain the benefits from being resilient, unless they're in an environment where they feel psychologically safe to put their energy into that. Gosh, I have to second that. I think it's not just during a pandemic. I did a book with Jack Canfield called Pillars of Success. And in this book, I found the same thing in the data that when you want to build a diverse culture and inclusive culture, especially with women, it has to do with psychological safety more than just the numbers. Because if the behavior isn't there where people feel safe to bring them whole selves to work, to bring their new ideas, to bring the problems they're having to the forefront and just take care of them, what an important, great way to kick off this podcast. And when leaders are trying to build psychological safety or even team members, what's one or two things that they can do to help breed that safe space? Yeah. So I think building psychological safety has a lot to do with, like you were saying, you know, providing an environment where people can add their ideas, people can 
speak out. You know, I, I think a lot of times women will censor themselves for fear of repercussions. You know, a lot of times women will not bring them their whole selves to the table because they're afraid that it's going to be perceived as, you know, women's problems or women's issues or, you know, there she goes again. I mean, you and I have been through that. Every woman listening has been through that. And, you know, I have rarely met uh, a man who has said that he feels that way, that he's rolling his eyes at women's ideas. I think most men believe that they are supportive and they are accepting of women. But I think women, I, somewhere there's a uh, there's a gap there between how people are behaving and how their contribution is being perceived. So I think it has to be a real sense of awareness. You know, I, I was we were talking about this uh, last week, you and I were I was telling you how one of my clients came to me and his coaching topic was, it it was just such a a, a remarkable act of leadership. He said that there was out of the directors, I think he had five or six directors on his team and the female, that was the only, only woman on his team, her communication style was getting on his nerves. And, you know, I was thinking this was a typical sort of coaching session around, you know, conflict management, conflict resolution and effective communication. But what it actually turned out to be was his wanting coaching on the possibility that he had a bias because he said, if I'm being really honest with myself, I think the guys communicate the same way she does. But coming from a woman, I don't like it. And he goes, I think I need to work on it. Uh, you know, so ladies, you know, there are men out there who are like that men in leadership roles of extremely important companies on this planet who are waking up to their need to have a better sense of awareness around what's triggering them and why and what they need to do about it. So that's just a little bit of an aside just to reassure that there are changes happening. A great dovetail from that conversation is looking at our self-awareness. And as we really focused on the lens of an ally, people do tend to look at the bias, right? Because you start to think, how would this feel to this woman? How would this feel to this person of color? How would this feel for someone, you know, with other experiences on our team? So allyship is great. Design thinking can help lead through psychological safety as well. But I want to double click into self awareness, because part of the solution of creating a psychologically safe environment or leading through that, it all comes down to our self-awareness. Are we aware of our voice, of what we're presenting? And so I would love to hear your coaching tips and your success tips around how we could be the best to find our self-awareness and use that as a vehicle for success. Yeah, great question. You know, so self-awareness I love this topic as a coach because coaching is all about empowerment, self-empowerment. You know, what am I going to do for myself so that I can capitalize on my strengths and my talents and create the future that I want? So self-awareness is a huge piece of self-responsibility and self-leadership, right? It means that we are no longer blaming the other person for our situation. We're no longer blaming everybody all the time for the you know, the conflicts and the inconveniences that we're enduring. Self-awareness is so empowering because it's about me and what I can do about my situation for myself and for the others around me. So self-awareness comes from emotional intelligence, right? You know, the emotional intelligence movement has been on fire for a couple of decades now for good reason, because people are finding so much value in it. Part of self-awareness is knowing how you're showing up you know, the whole concept of presence is really important in the workplace right now. So how am I showing up? 
and how, how am I affecting others around me? So in the work that I do, I work with a psychometric assessment. There's a lot of instruments on the market and some, you know, famous ones that have been around for a really, really long time. And then there's others that are, you know, newer and more modern. So the one I work with has been around for about 15 years now. It's called the Lumina Spark. And what's exciting about Lumina is it embraces the paradox of the personality. So we all, you know, there's, there are 25 human strengths. We all have all of them, but we use them to different degrees. So the idea of becoming self-aware is to know what our strengths are and then how we can amplify those strengths in service to, you know, our goals and to those, those around us, our families, our friends, our colleagues. So when we're self-aware, we can learn to understand, you know, with Lumina, we work with the three layers of the persona. So there's the underlying persona. So that's, you know, your intrinsic motivation, you know, sometimes they'll even call it like the subconscious, you know, what you do sort of without thinking that's underlying then there's there's your everyday persona and that's the way we tend to behave you know the way we choose to behave like you know how we work how we behave at work it might be different than how we behave at a hockey game it might be different from how we behave perhaps at a religious ceremony and a place of worship and so those are the everyday persona and then we have the overextended persona so it's safe to say that everybody on the planet to some degree is in some sort of overextension right now because of the pandemic. So overextended is how do you show up when you're exhausted, when you're stressed, when you're um, maybe sick, when you're taken by surprise, when you're grieving and what happens. And this is what I, I love so much about the Lumina and how it helps us with looking at ourselves through a positive lens. So what we, what we talk about is how, we overuse our strengths when we're overextended. And it's important to know that. So what, ever, what ends up happening is you see somebody who is behaving in a way that might be rubbing you the wrong way. When we're self-aware and when we can extend our self-awareness to the awareness of others, we start to say that person is not behaving badly because he's trying to stir the pot or make my day difficult. He's overextended or she's overextended. So it means we're overusing our strengths. So say, for example, maybe I'm goal-oriented, but I'm overextended. So I become, you know, needing to win at any cost. Maybe one of my qualities is that I'm very reliable, but when in overextension, I go into hesitant. So you might be expecting, you know, you know me, you appreciate that I'm reliable, but then you're asking me for something and I'm hesitating. I'm not giving you the answers you're looking for. I'm not coming back to you fast enough. I'm not being making commitments. It's not because I'm trying to put you off. And when you're self-aware and you can extend that to others and you go, she's overextended, it changes the conversation, right? It goes from you're bugging me and I'm, you know, we're in a conflict to I have empathy for you. Let's sit down and work this out together. Wow. How powerful. So it seems like you should look for almost the baseline of where people operate. And then when they spike out of it seek to understand how you can help them and maybe ask more open-ended questions when people go into those behaviors, because it's not necessarily something that they can control. It's just kind of like similar to fight or flight. I love what you're saying. You know, the fight or flight response comes from a spike in adrenaline, right? So when we get emotionally triggered, we go into fight or flight because we, we've been activated. We, we think that something's coming that's going to cause us to have to you know, defend our territory or fight for ourselves or something. But if you can switch from fight or flight into empathy, 
first of all, that's you are being a very powerful person when you do that, right? You are being the empathetic person, you know, also called the sometimes the empathic person, depending on how you pronounce the, the term. But just think, you know, the, the difference in posture and presence when you come from empathy to observe and acknowledge that the other person is going through a difficult moment and you're going to be the one, instead of escalating it, you de-escalate and find a solution together. That's a game changer, right? It really is. And that's what our world needs now more than ever, because the pandemic has affected everybody. And I think the rise of the empath, the rise of the empathetic leader, and this idea that when you put the two together, leading with empathy and open heart and open mind, no judgment with a servant-like leadership attitude can help create the psychological safety that breeds the diverse cultures we want. Ah, it's so beautiful. I'm such a geek for all this stuff. Um, And how can people get this lumens? You talk about the assessment. How do people really dive in if this is something that's interesting to them to really get to understand themselves? Obviously, we're talking about self-awareness. Where can they learn these things and take these quizzes or whatever? I'll provide you with the link to, uh, we have, um, we have a free app that, you know, you can, you can download and it's super fun. You, you go into the app and you, you answer the, the questions and then it'll give you what we call our portrait. And it's the Lumina works uh, on both sides of the brain. So uh, when you get your, you know, your full report, you know, when you get the paid version, you get this big full color 42 page PDF. But when you, when you're playing with the app, it's the splash. And the splash is like you've taken, um, you know, all the parts of the personality are the colors in a bucket of paint and you throw it on the wall and you get this big masterpiece, this big, beautiful piece of artwork that looks like your personality. So that's what you get with the app. You get your splash, you get your, your masterpiece, and then it shows you, you know, the, how your different qualities show up. You know, and in the in the free app, you don't you don't get a peek at those three persona that I was talking about. You get the the generalized version, the average of all three, but it still gives you a really great snapshot. And then the fun thing, so it, it'll it'll show you your app, it'll give you your, your assessment, but then you can you can share it with your colleagues. So anybody else that you know who has done it, you can share it. You get an overlay. So if you and I are going into a meeting together. I can look you up real quick and get some insight into the best way that I can flex my style to yours so that we can, you know, communicate the most effectively together, you know, so it might tell me that maybe, um, I don't know, maybe my, uh, my, my drive for results might, um, put you in overextension because you are the type of person who likes to review data before you make a decision. So just give you little tips like that. So it's like, okay, if I can prepare myself, if I know that you are the type of person who likes to review data before you make a decision, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you the data before the meeting <laughs> so that you can have a chance to think it over, right? You know, so you can just see, and that's just like a one example of, of hundreds and thousands of combos. So yeah, you can share it with each other and then use it to prepare. And, you know, I go into organizations and sometimes you'll see that they've um, really embraced it and they print out their splash and they put it on their door so others can know what their style is like before going in. You know, I, I always save the demonstration of the free app at, till the end of my 
my sessions because <laughs> I lose people as soon as they start downloading and playing with it. You know, I, I've it's like time out. You know, everybody wants to 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 enjoy it. So I can I can make that available to you. I have um, uh, a link that I can send you to, and it'll give you a little demo on, on how to how to use it. But I, I encourage you to try. It's a lot of fun. Yes, I love it. Whether it's like Myers Briggs or the personality things, they're always great ways to look at yourself. I'm also a little skeptical. I'm always one of those like, how could it tell all this from me? And then it ends up being exactly who you are, and you're like, oh, that's how. Yeah, yeah. Because like you know, you mentioned Myers Briggs. Myers Briggs has been around for a long time. They were one of the founders of, of psychometrics, and people who like types like Myers Briggs, because you know, Myers Briggs will tell you like you're a ESTJ, yeah, all that. Yeah. And it says you are this type. So here's your hat and here's your type. Lumina is different from that. It's still Jungian based psychology, which a lot of the really good uh, assessments are. They are based in, you know, relevant science um, that's important. Um, the Lumina is different, and then we don't talk about traits. We won't tell you that you are this or you are that. You're not this, you're not that. We, we talk about qualities, we talk about traits and characteristics. So we say, in this circumstance, your personality may show up this way, your strengths may, you may amplify or de-escalate strengths and qualities in different ways. So it's, awesome. it's, it's different. It's really, you know, any good assessment, its job is to make you self-aware. Hey, and that's what we just said will help drive diverse culture. So Check that out. We do have a website, techdivasuccess.com, where you can go to the episodes, find Corey's episode and download that. And we are coming towards the end of the episode, unfortunately, but I want to give you a chance to leave with one last talk track, you know, something that you really think is important for women in technology to exceed their expectations. One of the stories I want to share with you, and I, and I, I share this with anybody who will listen. I think it's really important. Almost every week, Somebody comes to me and says that they cannot succeed because I'm this or I'm that. So generally speaking, you know, and I've done it myself, you know, I will not be chosen because I'm a woman. I will not be chosen because they want a man. I will not be chosen because I'm over 50 or whatever the case may be. But I promise you every single person, every single walk of life (laughs) is concerned that they won't be chosen because of who they are. You know, recently I, I was coaching this man, beautiful soul, wonderful man, top of his game, you know, leader of industry. And he was saying, I won't be chosen for the board because I'm a white man. I've had gay people. I've had people of color. I've had women, I've, you know, immigrants, you name it. Everybody seems to have this reflex that they won't be chosen because of who they are. So I'm sharing that just to make the point that we all have limiting beliefs about who we are and that there's always somebody out there who's better or who will be preferred over me. I would just invite you to let that go. I just invite you to step up and believe that you're enough. Know that you're great. Buy stock in your greatness and lead with that. And you will find the place loves you for who you are and who knows that you will make a powerful contribution. It's absolutely true. Believe in yourself and what you bring. Everyone has their own gifts. And I am so appreciative that you were able to share your tips so that we can retain 
women in technology. We can attract them by creating psychologically safe places through empathetic leadership and not counting ourselves out, believing in ourselves because sometimes our self-talk is our own worst enemy instead of standing in our power. And thank you for helping all of our tech divas stand in their power. And of course, you have so much to offer. It has been a pleasure to get to know you through this process. Like so many women, I am so thankful for just this project because I'm getting 1% better, 10% better every time I talk to someone like you. And I can't wait. I'm personally checking out some of your programs myself. So where could people find you to, to connect? Yeah, so I have this wonderful um, Facebook group called Coaching Essentials. So if you uh, if you do a search by Coaching Essentials, um, you'll you'll find me there for sure. Of course, uh, LinkedIn, Corey Robertson, and I have a website called CoreyRobertson.com, and I'll make sure you get the link to the app that I was talking about. So there's lots of ways to find me, and I want to thank you so much. Thank you for the work you're doing and this important messaging you're putting out to the world. You know. Um, Every person who hears your message, the world gets, you know, exponentially better than 1%. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm hoping for that butterfly effect or the wildfire effect in a good way. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Corey. One love. Thanks again for coming on the show and make sure to connect with her. And I can't wait to see my splash. Thanks again. Thank you again for listening. And we really hope this sparks something in you that you can use to manifest more success in your life. Please give us a rating or review. We would love to see how the show has inspired you. You can also connect with Tech Diva Success on Twitter, Insta, and Facebook. We're very easy to find under that name. And we hope this episode was fire for you.